Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. We have Lauren. Oh, my gosh, Lauren. I don't know how I'm going to butcher your last name. I'm going to try it, though. Bro- <laughs> Brovernik? Brovarnik. Brovarnik. Not bad. Um, you may know her from 90 Day Fiance fame, her and her husband, Alex. Does he go by Alex or Alexi? Alexi. Alexi. He goes by Alex, except when I'm mad at him, he goes by Alexi. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, she's joined with us today because, uh, she was been, she's been very sweet to me on Instagram, um, (laughs) reaching out about pregnancy and oh, how it's just not as easy as it often seems on Instagram. Uh, so I thought she'd be the perfect guest, but I also met her back during during a Hulu commercial two years ago where she actually secretly told me that she was pregnant with her first before she really told many others, which was an honor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, I had to tell somebody why I wasn't drinking. <laughs> uh-huh. And she... Did you guys have like a gender reveal or, or like a big baby announcement after that? So this... We did a big announcement... I want to say like two weeks after, but we did a, this was obviously before COVID. We did our gender reveal and everything in December of 2019 and then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. So that is crazy. It feels like yesterday. Oh, that leads into so many yeah, that's questions. Wild. That leads to so wild. many questions. But what's so crazy is now, um, that was two years ago, and she has two babies now. Like they are back to back, which is another thing I'm very uh. curious about. But let's start from the very beginning, just for people who haven't watched 90 Day Fiance from the start, because weren't you one of the very first couples? We were, we were season three before oh sorry it Lauren. was what Lauren, it is do you now, mind saying you know? that sorry hold on it's just cutting breaking out a up little. a little Will you bit. mind again yes go ahead so alex and i we were on season three of 90 day fiance before there were all of these spinoffs and it was this big conglomerate we were, were like ogs and i the reason we got onto it is i had written to them at the time, they at the end of the show, they were like, if you or somebody you know is going through the K-1 visa, write to us, tell us your story. So my roommate was like, you have nothing to lose. You're about to get engaged. Technically, we were engaged on paper because we had filed at that point. And here we are six years later. I know. I love it. I was the ode. I watched every single season. I watched in the beginning. real time. Yeah. I love it. And I loved you guys just because it wasn't like, you know, um, 
like Lana and David, like we're last like season, a real or, couple. You're like a beautiful couple. You know, there's not like a skeezy guy that's sending you money at first. You know, I wish it was, Alex it was would lovely. send me money. Although I get access to his credit cards now, so that's good. Oh, amazing! You got what you wanted. That's hilarious. How did you guys meet? So there's something called birthright. I'm not sure if you're yeah. familiar with it. Yes. But for those who, who, who don't know what it is, it's a free 10-day trip to Israel for Jewish young adults. And it's such an amazing experience and program. Alex was my medic. He was a security guard. He had, you know, he had the hot gun and the muscles and wow. mysterious and... You know, there were two things in life my parents told me not to do, and I did them both, and that was to get a tattoo and marry an Israeli. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. Live, live your truth. Live your truth. Living my truth. Living my best life. Exactly. So the show. Sorry. Obvi- I have to hold him up. He just ate, so he's going to be part of the gossip right now. Oh, no. That's it's so, so sweet. cute. So sweet. Oh, he looks so happy. I know. He loves that booty. So snuggly and warm. So that led you guys to being married in what year? We got married in 2015. We were just married six years. And we're together eight in December. Wow, guys. That's a lot for your age. How old are you? You're you're like 33, right? I'm 33. And it's crazy because I remember I grew up in a very traditional household. So did Alex. So in my mind, growing up, like 25, I was married with kids. So when that didn't happen, I was like, what am I doing wrong? But you know what? The universe works mm-hmm. in mysterious yeah. ways. And when it's meant to be, it is. So true. How did the show impact your relationship? Was it something that strengthened it or threw you obstacles? Uh, well, at first, it definitely threw us obstacles. And I have to come clean about something. We actually don't really watch it. Us. Mm. We don't watch us because we don't want it to affect our everyday life and like who we are. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Whether that was like our journey or pillow talk, we don't watch it because one, I'm too busy and it's way Mm -hmm. past my bedtime. And two, we don't want it to affect us or bring up any arguments or anything like that. You know, it's in the past and, and move on. Although... We still, we don't talk about the bachelorette party. So my bachelorette party. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> that was drama, right? That was real. That was so real. It's all so real. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. Lauren, I want to go back one second for people that haven't, that aren't as familiar with the show. And I just yes. want to ask one question. Can you just explain the whole K-1 visa concept? Sure. Because I think so that would can- help people better understand. Because I actually right. am not as familiar Oh, well, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Yes, I have been. I have been. So a 90-day, a K-1 visa allows an international relationship. It grants access to the foreigner 90 days in America, and you have to get married within those 90 days. And if you don't and you don't file that you've been married and send out your paperwork, they get deported. Right. But it's like a big commitment. Like I don't think people realize Alex was denied two times on a travel visa before getting approved. Wow. So then the show documents the 90 days that you are together in America. Yes. Now, my question is, 
like to, to in the see movie. if you want to get married. Right. Yeah. The whole plan. Yeah, a lot of times they don't get married because everything goes to shit sometimes Absolutely. with like, the visas or your relationship. Because it's the longest span of time you're able to spend together. Exactly. And I lived in New York when we met. So not only did he move from Israel, I moved from New York and we moved in with my parents. Oh, wow. We lived with them. I hadn't lived with my parents for like 10 years. I, you know, was in college and then I was in the city. And then, so adjusting to life with my parents, plus a fiance that I barely knew. Great content. I know. And, and, your, and your parents. Stronger than ever. And your parents didn't want you to have a tattoo or marry an Israeli. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, we lived with them for eight, eight or nine months to, wow. to get on our feet. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Yeah, why why did you decide to move in with your parents just financially and just happen to go at the yeah. same time he was visiting? I wanted Alex to move to New York and he was terrified of it. Like he comes from a very small town, not a city guy. And he was like, you know, New York's going to be really hard. It's going to be expensive. Do we really want like a roommate? And meanwhile, I live with my parents. Yeah. But also if it didn't work out, I also had their support whether it be like a roof over my head or just like the mental support of, hey, it's okay. But, you know, that obviously didn't happen. And there we are. I definitely need to catch up on 90 Day Fiance. I feel like you guys have convinced me. This is absolutely a show I need to watch. Um, And of course, my love for reality TV started with the Bachelor franchise. And I'm sure that happened for a lot of you guys. It's how I met Ashley and Lauren. And if you want to listen to a recap podcast about the Bachelor franchise and other pop culture um, that'll literally make you laugh, cry, or curse the patriarchy, you need to listen to Love to See It. Um, Emma Gray and Claire Fallon, they had an old podcast called Here to Make Friends. Now they have a brand new show. Like I said, it's called Love to See It. They cannot live without these shows and they break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages reality TV sends us about love, sex, and dating, which is why I love it. And this fall, they're obviously watching along right now covering season 18 of The Bachelorette with Michelle Young. And Michelle is just such a good bachelorette. She's so classy and she's so beautiful. And you guys can listen all about her and her dramatic guys on Love to See It. So listen to and follow Love to See It right now on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcasts. When this was airing, were there any, like, girls that... I always think about this. Like, when you have, like, a handsome guy mm-hmm. come over, are you worried, like, girls are, like, DMing him or messaging him? Being like, welcome to America. <laughs> um, so, I... We never, ever had trust issues. Even when he was overseas, like, we never... We never... And to this day, we don't have trust issues, but we talk about them now because yeah. who in their right mind... I mean, I guess some women or or men just don't have boundaries and they, Yeah. I mean, I'm married for six years with two kids. So maybe people think that he's sick of me. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. But I have seen some of the messages and I've gotten them. Like yeah. I have women telling me, you, you know, your husband really doesn't, you know, is better than you. Like you can't what? do this. You can't provide for him. So I've had women say, can you give him my number in case like anything happens? And I'm like, Alex, in case anything happens, here's this person's number. Good luck. Wait, like, I no. don't, I don't believe that that's, I mean, I, I believe, swear. but that is, I, I, it's, it's real. People are that's bold. Insane. It's kind of like when you're like sitting at a bar alone and you have like a wedding ring on, it's not going to detract. It it's not going to make men not approach you. It yeah. doesn't. And we, you know, we're, we talk about it 
we we know the situation that we're in. But, you know, of course, according to Alex, I was born and put in a dungeon until I met him. Like, I don't I don't have a life. I don't have a past. Nobody messages me. (laughs) I was born in a dungeon before you met him. That's incredible. Rapunzel, let down your hair. That's incredible. Well, it sounds like you had all these extraneous factors that would have led to... There were so many things working against this working I, that people have sent him nude pictures and we were married like women have sent him nude pictures wow. and obviously i get mad at him it's not his fault but i'm like you opened yeah. it oh my god but i now i'm like okay cool yeah, yeah. bye wow <laughs> what do you what do you attest your success to in the very beginning with all with all that stuff working against you. Like even a show filming is pressure in a lot of that ways. That was hard. That was really hard to adjust to and to just understand that. I don't think people realize that after the cameras are off, it still affects us. You know, by nature, we, we're tense, we're heated. And we just, we over the years, we've, we've evolved as individuals and as a couple. And we t- we talk about everything, even though we may not see eye to eye on it for like a month or two. Every every couple goes through ups and downs. If you don't, then it is it even real, you know? Yeah. Right. So we talk about everything. We let the bad times play out, and then we embrace the good times. And it's when you're in a bad time, it's hard to get out of it. I get it, but I I'm not the only one that does it. I just have it publicly aired. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Well, speaking of bad times that are hard to get out of, you've been very open about postpartum depression. Yeah. And we wanted to talk to you about that because I feel like it's something that we don't, we we are starting to hear about it more in the last couple of years. I think people should talk about it more. Right. What do you think people should say more about it, that experience? I think that, you know, I experienced it really bad with shy because I didn't understand it. And people talk about during pregnancy, right? Like, oh, expect to have cravings and pains and sweats and this, this. Nobody talks about the fourth trimester, which is a very real Mm. thing. The hair falling out. It may not happen for everybody, but for those who it does, you're not prepared for it. Nobody told me that I would be hungrier when I was nursing or that I'm going to have to change my sheets every week because I'm sweating, but I also live in Florida. So, you know, (laughs) there are so many things that people don't talk about. And your moods can just go like this without any yeah. rhyme or reason. And it's okay. Yeah. It, it's totally okay. And I would say the majority of women experience it and they think it's a 
stigma. Like Mm -hmm. there's this immense amount of guilt feeling. Like, did I do this? I remember with Shy, I was like, oh my God, I didn't swaddle him tight enough. I'm the worst mother ever. Oh my gosh, his hand is cold. Uh, What? He's going to get hypothermia. Like, I know it sounds extra, but these are real things that women experience and think, what could I have done better? How could I have done it better? And you can't, whatever works for you, that's it. Whether that's nursing or bottle feeding or a swaddling or not, or co-sleeping, which is a huge thing or not co-sleeping. Like we as moms and women are not to judge other women because you have to find a way to make it work. I literally drive around my parking lot for 45 minutes to get, Mm -hmm. to get Asher to calm down sometimes. Whatever works. And Shy's in the car too, because it's like after school and, you know, whatever works. I mean, we've all, every mom has been through it, but nobody talks about it. Do you guys remember when Brooke Shields came out that she had postpartum depression? Um, Vaguely. Yeah, vaguely. It was like, it was like the first time, like, I've heard about it. And I remember, like, People Magazine being like, she, like, making her, like, seem like such a villain. Really? And I think this was, like, wow. 15 years wow. ago wow. or something like that. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So they really portrayed her, like, as evil. And now I feel so bad that they ever did that That's to her. So I've crazy. also been open about, like, the physical journey. Like, yeah. with Shy, I documented my body because you people think because I'm on TV, oh, I'm going to bounce back like that. Honey, I'm a real person. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have a trainer. I don't have this. I don't have that. Like, I don't have the motivation to get out of bed. And I remember thinking that and people are cruel on social media. Yeah. And as a human, we are attracted to the negative, you know? And I, Ooh, yeah. one thing I promised myself I would do is for every like five good comments, I would acknowledge one of them because we acknowledge the bad on social Isn't media. We crazy? become defensive mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. nature. Yeah. We become defensive. And when you become a mom, <clears throat> it changes everything. It's like, you want to talk bad about me and my body? Fine. But bring my kid into it. Like what a low life you are, you know? Right. So right. the whole body, I have body dysmorphia. I've been open about it. I've suffered from it since I can remember. And to go through this feeling of what is all of this, you know, a, a lot of majority of women go through it. And honestly, I've embraced my cravings. Yeah. I, I You're not resisting all. anything anymore. You're just going. I'm carrying with, a baby. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, after all this pregnancy talk, we got to talk about prenatal vitamins. My favorite comes from Modern Fertility. We love them because they actually have like a little something in there to make your tummy happy, okay? It's got balanced iron and other nutrient levels so that they like go down and they don't come back up or they try not to. Um, They're infused with a hint of citrus, which helps them go down easily. Um, And they also come in a really beautiful blue reusable glass jar Naz loves her glass jar. And yes, oh my Naz God. takes the prenatals too because they're not just for girls who are pregnant or trying to get pregnant. They could just be a um, multivitamin really and they can be really good for your hair, skin, and nails. Uh, and if you are planning on getting pregnant at any time, it's good to have all these vitamins 
in your body, um, OBGYNs actually recommend that you take prenatals at least one month up to conception. Yes. But like Ashley was saying, if you consider yourself a planner like me, or you're the type of person who, you know, budgets for major expenses years in advance or downloads a bunch of podcasts, um, if you want kids one day, it's really important to think about prepping your body for that ahead of time. And what I love about them is that they have obsessed over the research around every doctor-backed nutrient because there's so many different prenatal vitamins available online. And I feel like it can be a challenge trying to decide which one's great and right for you. So like Ashley said, it also comes with a free beautifully blue reusable glass jar that I just love having um, in my vitamin cabinet. It's so pretty. Um, so if you guys want these prenatal vitamins, we're telling you modern fertility, definitely give it a shot. Your prenatal multi-subscription gets you 60 capsules per month for $30. But right now our listeners can get 30% off their starter kit, which is great percentage. So it'll include one month of capsules and a free glass storage jar. And all you have to do is go to modernfertility.com slash get it 30. That's modernfertility.com slash get it 30, get G-E-T-I-T, and then the numbers three zero for 30% off your Modern Fertility prenatal multivitamin starter kit. Again, that's modernfertility.com slash get it 30. When was the moment, because we were talking about this before we started re- recording, that postpartum is two weeks after... Well, is- no, like what is the difference for people out there between just like a little baby blues, like right afterward mm-hmm. versus like depression. postpartum depression? So for shy, I remember I was on this high for like two and a half, three months. Life was amazing. It was so great. And it was like freakishly good that my doctor was like a little, almost like a manic like, thing. Yes. Like I was on cloud nine and and I talked about this with Shai. I didn't really connect with him right away. And I know people think you're supposed to love your kid right away. And and you do, but you're not, not everybody's in love with him. Like I was not in love with Shai until like two weeks, three weeks. Cause I had, it was during the pandemic. Alex was home for a little bit. And then once he went back to work, like that's when it mm. really started to happen for me. And I would call the doctor and, and he was like, you're so happy, which is amazing. It's amazing. And then out of nowhere, I remember just being in the shower. I started crying uncontrollably. My hair started falling out. Yeah. I, I I was like, what is happening to me? And I flipped a switch. I, I went into bed. I was like, Alex, I need to be alone. Just leave me alone. I didn't understand it. I called the doctor the next day. I got evaluated and he said, he's like, I was kind of wondering when this was going to happen because mm-hmm. you, you were so like on another level. Um, and not to say that everybody's like that. So I don't want to throw that out that every woman who's happy is going to experience it. It was just, for me, it took a little bit longer. Um, it's like very hormonal. It's well, hormonal based, or is it because like you are coming to realize like my life will never be the that's same? That's exactly what it is, and you feel okay. like okay. So I have a baby now for a few months. That's like with shy. I was like, okay, so he's here for a while, and he's not going anywhere. And yeah, you know, I, before I had him, like three weeks before, I had such a major meltdown to Alex, and I was like can I ever wear a crop top again? Is society going to think that I'm like a bad mom because I want to dress a certain way? Or 
can I still be my funny self, obnoxious self and blah, blah, blah. I'm pillow talking. He was like, Lauren, don't change who you are. You're just going to grow into a new role. Mm -hmm. And I still have those moments. I would be lying if I said I didn't, Mm -hmm. but it's such a rewarding feeling as he falls on your Aww. boobie it's so interesting so cute Big, i love him sitting right there <laughs> too. if i put him down he's gonna get fussy so i yeah. figured let me just so really it. it's you yours was because i'm sure it's different for a lot of people but it was more just this, this sense of identity or this fear of losing i had an your... identity crisis okay i mm-hmm. was like okay i'm a mom now but i want to wear a crop top but i don't have the best body for it I'm scared somebody's going to ask me what I'm do, or is it inappropriate for me to wear like a sports bra with high waisted mm-hmm. leggings, or is it okay for me to make certain comments or show this on Instagram now that I am a mom? Or and you know what? It's 2020. We're in 2021. Yeah, we're in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and times have totally changed, and I learned that if I can't be the best me, how can I help my family? Because moms are the glue. Mm -hmm. You really are. So my whole thing, you know, recently has just been like, there's so many expectations about women who, um, who are pregnant, like on social media, like you're supposed to be Mm -hmm. like this, like everybody's like says that you're supposed to be like your happiest, glowiest. Like people told me, you know, I, I got annoyed the other day when people were telling me that I was glowing when I posted a picture of literally all my zits. And it's like, cause you're like, wait, what? You're like, "Eh, you're just kind of like lying to my face. Like I felt really glowy and beautiful six months ago. Where was that then? You know what I mean? So I'm going to play devil's advocate. I think I know what you're going to say. Is it, is it, there is a glow, but it's just like a mannerism. It's not even like, like I, boys are supposed to like give you beauty. My kids made me the ugliest (laughs) pregnant lady ever. I looked like a whale. I was breaking out. I had like hives on my back and forehead. It was so My forehead is is crazy. My chest. Yes. But there is a glow about a a soon to be mom. And it's not necessarily that your skin looks good. You just have this twinkle in your eye. And I saw it. So I I understand it from an outsider's perspective. But when you're going through it, you're basically like, um, F you, you know, I look bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get it, mm-hmm. but the expectation because of social media, that's the hardest thing. And you, like I said, you're expected to fall in love with your kid right away. That's I did not. Where like- I wanted to lead this because like the whole like expectation thing. First, there's the expectation of like being the cute girl with like the bump and then like just like having the glow. And then there's the expectation like that. that you're supposed to be like feeling your most alive because you're growing life. And I also think that that's <laughs> BS because I have never felt less alive. <laughs> and- I'm going to tell you a secret and Alex is probably going to get mad at me if he ever listens to this but <laughs> I love when people are like yeah I'm so much sexual during yeah. pregnancy and I was like don't effing touch me mm-hmm. like we went months without having sex Same here. because I was like get away from me like it's not you it's me oh yeah like I could you're also like so, you're so hot probably and sweaty that. that you're like the last thing you want is another body heat yeah. on you but then again Absolutely. you have a baby on you just disgusting 
interesting and gross. Yeah, I'm my least sexy. It's definitely not him. It's just like, there's no way that I could take myself seriously in that position right now. (laughs) Totally. And it takes a while to get it after you have a baby. Yeah. Like I went after having shy, I don't feel like I ever fully went through the postpartum cycle because then I got pregnant again. Right. Right. How long long was it in between? And And when did you stop or did you stop? feeling that postpartum depression like what when would you say that happened for you after my first trimester with asher i was so sick both pregnancies and like i look at some of these other influencers and i'm like like how do you do it how are you in heels i have i wore heels for the first time in two and a half years the other night on a date night yeah. oh, wow. was wobbling like i was so but shy i wore wedges but then like heels are totally different and like I can't imagine having to like go to events or do something when I'm not feeling my best self. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. but I will say towards the end of the second trimester, I felt good. Like I, I embraced the body contrasts because my bump was good, but only black because my backside, Mm -hmm. whoa, my dimples (laughs) had dimples. Like I, they say I only wear black or denim bottoms. Like I'm not, <laughs> I don't have a good butt or a good body, you know? Really? I mean, like, I don't want to, you know, Ashley hates when I compliment when I shouldn't compliment, but like I'm complimenting you because I think your ass looks great. <laughs> Mine or hers or all of no, ours? Yours. yours. <laughs> Thank well, you. Well, all of ours. Yes. Yes. I was looking at you before, like, like basically you just in a crop top and stuff, like banging, banging. I think I do this, not just for everybody else, but for myself to show that, hey, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm a Mm -hmm. woman. My body's going to change. It's not going to be what it was when I was 25. But I agree. The expectation that people have because of social media or because you're in the spotlight or we're on TV, it's not real yeah and and there's like also Mm -hmm. even before social media i just feel like there's this stereotype that like you're supposed to just be uh goddess-like or whatnot and i just i love the fact that you know you kind of debunk that like i'm trying to sort of debunk that but one of the expectations now that and 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 one that i hear almost 100 percent of the time is that the second the baby is out like you have never felt love like that before, but then now you're True. telling me you did you didn't necessarily feel like that, and that's super interesting. Um, no, that is I don't want to say it's a myth or not, but like for me, I was like, cool, it's my kid. But I also was very upset when I found out he was a boy, and I was mm-hmm. I was public about it. But Are you guys now, the same person? <laughs> I cried. I cried for I, so I cri- You you cri- cried for several days. I cried just the the moment I found out, and like the hours leading after it. And then the Three next days. morning, I was like, okay. And then a couple weeks into it, I was like, okay, I can't really imagine it being a girl anymore. Yes. Yeah, so I was not like that. I up until like. He was born. I was like so bummed. Oh my god! How I how I never pitched myself being a boy mom, and now, oh whoa whoa! I will say this: Jared is going to be pushed to the bottom of the totem pole for a bit, and it's okay. (laughs) Uh It's okay. But then you'll learn to put each other first again, and that's the best advice I can give anybody who's going through it. Is Mm. yes, Mm. your baby is your number one priority, but that baby cannot do well unless that powerhouse of mm-hmm. a couple is, you know, united. 
Yeah, that makes sense. And and there will be problems like Alex we holds the baby a certain way, and I'm like, no, you have to hold him like this. And so it caused fights. I was like, I'm the mom, I know. And he was like, I, okay, I'm in this with you. Like yeah. it's, it's okay. So I'm not right. gonna lie, it did cause <clears throat> fights for us. But with time, you you learn to communicate and explain why you feel like it should be done this way or this way. There's no right or wrong. Whatever works for you and your family, that's the way. Right. That's it. It's Robbie's time. time. <laughs> you love saying that. I don't know what's wrong with me, but it's because I love Rothy's. And for <laughs> the third year in a row, they're launching an exclusive autumn collection featuring washable merino wool styles. Wool, guys. So that, you know, flats, like sometimes they keep your feet kind of cold. Right, exactly. Not these wool styles. They're super cozy. They're comfortable, 100% machine washable. They come in a variety of colors and patterns and styles, just like Rothy's whole collection. Um, And I just, when I think about flats, I kind of think about fall, right? Like, isn't that the flat season? Or it is in my head, because you think I'm I'm crazy? I I mean, I think flats are for any time. Yeah, they are. but I do think I get what you're saying. Like, like when it's fall, you need, you need a good closed-toed shoe. You know, we're not yes. wearing sandals to CVS anymore. Yes, in fall. yes, yes. So like your <laughs> casual slip-on is no longer a sandal. It's probably a flat. Right. Um, and you guys, I mean, we've talked about everybody who loves Rothy's between Meghan Markle and Vogue. Pop Sugar also loves them. They call them one of the most comfortable, cute flats you'll never get tired of wearing. And then Forbes calls Rothy's men's shoes, because there's new men's shoes, a travel must-have. Uh, and then fans, they call they say things like, it's like walking on clouds, there's no break-in periods, no blisters, just pure comfort. I've said it a zillion billion times. It's the only flat that hasn't cut up the back of my ankle. Um, and their best-selling shoe, the one to like maybe start out with, if you're curious, is the Point in Black. It has nearly 5,000 perfect reviews online. Right. But I just want to go back real quick to the their brand new Merino wool style. Uh-huh. I have the clove. So Google Rothy's Merino loafer. There's a limited edition clove one, and it has like this neon green light. Um, lining inside and right on the edge of where the the flat touches your foot. It is so stunning. It's like wearing a sweater on your feet and it just goes seamlessly with any fall outfit I throw on, but it also has this pop of color, which makes it really fun. Um, It also comes in a winter green, which is beautiful. It also has another type of green lining. I'm telling you, Google image it. it, It's a limited edition. It's beautiful. Um, and again, we are here to just offer you guys some money off. So to help you welcome fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something really special. They gave us a chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited time. Right now, you can get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash get it. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash get it. Head to rothys.com slash get it to find your new favorites today. I know guys are always trying to get, you know, get back in there sexually right after, you know, like at what point do you feel like it's normal to put a wiener in there? Um, After I have my first drink and like let it go uh-huh. through. <laughs> yes. That's what you, and yes, 
I was nursing. I had a drink. It's fine. Of course. I had a, we did, we went on a date night. I want to say it took me about two and a half months to feel like, okay, I can do this. Because of mm-hmm. course I was like, it's going to hurt. Oh my God. No, no it's, so, it's so scary. And that spark. How do you find that spark again? Right. You know? Right. So I did. I had some wine and I felt it going through me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I love when it hits your stomach and oh. then it goes right to your vagina. <laughs> so yes. And you're warm and you're flushed and you're like, mama yeah. still got it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. When did you, Lauren, start feeling like your complete self again, identity wise? Or do you feel like you're going through it? You are. Okay. Of course. Do you feel like your husband ever went through an identity crisis through the journey with either child? I'm not sure, honestly. We haven't really talked about it. Because you only think about the woman. But that's definitely something to really talk about. I, I, I would imagine they'd go through it. Just in a different form. It just it just feels like such a mentally and physically taxing toll on on the woman. And I they and I just haven't heard. I I don't know. Maybe I know that there's paternal postpartum depression in young fathers. I, I read about that, that, but I don't I don't know if I've ever spoken to you know a guy that's felt that way. And okay. it's funny you say that because here we're trying to normalize postpartum depression to begin with, right? And then you think you don't think about the guy. Yeah. No, and I feel like a lot of the conversations, even in my head, are sort of judgy, right? I feel like every time yeah. I sit down and have this conversation, I'm like, oh, the woman goes through so much. We do all the brunt of the work. But then I just realized it is that actually true? I've never sat down and talked to a young father about this stuff or a new father. I don't know. Alex is, I will say, the best dad for our kids. He's so hands on. He, but again, we communicate everything. If I'm like, I'm having a bad day, you need to just give me 30 minutes to decompress. He mm-hmm. does it. And I mean, he goes to an office every day. He's exhausted and still comes home mm-hmm. and helps me out. So it's, it takes time to find the balance. And that definitely adds into the postpartum journey of <clears throat> finding the balance. But having kids, it changes your life. It can either make you or break you. Mm-hmm. And and I know that's really hard to say, but that's the reality. People have kids and it just doesn't work between them as a couple anymore. Or it makes you closer or stronger. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like you had a kid so quickly after your first. Mm-hmm. Was that something that you planned? Was that something that uh, was scary and overwhelming when you were like, oh my gosh, I have, my body has to go through that all over again? Well, so Alex and I are the kind of people that were like, work hard now, play harder later. Mm -hmm. So we, we wanted to have kids back to back and I don't think we're done, honestly. We, you need your girl. girl. You need your girl. I'm going yeah. for it. But whether I have a girl or a boy, like I'm done after that in my mind yeah. is I don't know. But we did want to do back to back. We didn't think it would happen so quickly. I stopped nursing shy after six months. You can get pregnant when you're nursing. That's like a, a myth that you can't. Oh, you can. Mm-hmm. And I, the doctor just like, listen, you're, you have a, sensitive body like it might be harder on your body so let's stop and see what happens 
And I started weaning and then I was so blessed. Two months later, I got knocked up. Wow. I love that. <laughs> Very unexpectedly. I would never, I mean, I would never expect it to happen that fast, but it did. When your doctor says you have a sensitive body, my doctor said that I am hormonally sensitive. Is that sort of what, <laughs> is that like a thing? Because it makes me feel better. <laughs> no, no, no. She meant like, like when I have like a hormone shift, it's like very evident. You know Ooh, what I mean? And I was okay. like, okay, that actually makes me feel better. Cause that's like something I just have no control over. And no, you don't. Yeah. It's my body. And embrace it. Listen, right. Embrace no it. matter how many, it's true. No matter how many times you're going to go through it, you always have to think of it like I'm in it now. So let me have the best of it. I never really asked Alex to go on food runs in the middle of the night because he he knew to have it in the house. Like shy, <laughs> mm. we always had banana pudding. I only <laughs> wanted banana pudding, which is the craziest thing. I never had crazy cravings. Yeah. I just became a sweets person. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Asher, I had to have a Slurpee. I don't know. Oh, 7-Eleven Slurpee. Yes. I don't know how they didn't sponsor What's me. your I flavor? That's <laughs> hilarious. What's your flavor? A combo. It's a mix. Combo? It's definitely what? a mix. Yeah, that blue that blueberry and the raspberry or yeah. blue and coke actually. Yeah, the blue and coke, oh, that's a good combo. Really? Yeah, it's like a little savory and sweet together. Yes. If they have okay. it, if not go with the cherry for I sure. I love that. Yeah, I love that journey cherry. for you. I wanted to ask <laughs> a good one. I I don't want to I hate going back to something we've already sort of discussed, go for but it. there was something that I read that you said and I'm just so interested in learning more about what you were actually feeling in the postpartum depression. Cause you said you just started sobbing uncontrollably in the shower, yeah. but there are yeah. a lot of questions that come up while you're going through that. And one that you, that you shared online was, is it okay if I cry was a right. question that came up to you. And I, I was like, Whoa, that's, I feel like that's something that I would ask myself if I had a child, because as a, when you're a new mom, I'm assuming you're like, oh, I got to be strong. I got to, you, you just, you mm-hmm. have to be, you tell yourself you have to be all these things, which is right. so silly. It's like, where did we get all that stuff from? So I was just hoping you could impart some more of your experience and wisdom in, in, in the feelings that were coming up for you and questions that were coming up for you for people that may be going through the same thing. So here's the thing. A baby's never going to remember this. The baby's yeah. never going to remember if you're crying. Now that I have shy, you know, he's, he knows when mommy's upset, he can feel it. Mm-hmm. So cry it out, whether that's in the shower or in your bedroom, like get that Kim K ugly cry going <laughs> on and own it. Because if I cried right now, I guarantee you he's never going to remember it. Yeah, And we need, as women, we're very sensitive. We need to have a good cry. But yeah, it I feels just, so good after. It does. And Ugh, I love crying. Just, <laughs> I love a good cry. And maybe that's why I do it in the shower because, like, it just washes away and then I have to yeah. get the swelling down, you know. <laughs> but just cry it out. It's like you're a human being. And honestly. Did your mom's cry in front of you? Like, was that a normal thing to see your mom I don't think I've ever seen her cry in front of me as an adult. Like, as a teenager. That's when I would, like, not cry. That's my personal Mm -hmm. opinion. 
Unless I needed to, but I don't think there's anything wrong with crying. No, right. you're a human right. being in it. And it's so funny. It's, I don't remember my mom crying a lot either. And it's almost like mm-hmm. it would have been actually nice to see my mom cry more. I know. It yeah. would have yeah. humanized when, it. And maybe I wouldn't feel like I'm not allowed to cry in front of anyone in yeah. the workplace or anywhere. It's, it's crazy. Right. If I do see my mom cry, I'm kind of scared. We're so scared. Lauren and I were like so traumatized the few times that she did cry in front of us that like I thought that she was going to have like a mental breakdown and have to like. it's so sad. She probably held in so many tears. Exactly because they're human. And I think we all probably think that a lot of our fathers too. Like we've had, Mm -hmm. I've had conversations with people where I'm like, oh, I've only seen my father cry this many times. And it's like, whoa, but they're human. They they must be crying behind closed doors and we just have no idea. And we should normalize that. Were there any other I was feelings? Say, normalize crying. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, Alex and I talk about the time when the time comes that our kids are older. If we have to fight, we'll do it behind closed doors for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's so true. Normalize crying. What is wrong with crying? It is a natural reaction. I cry during a Hallmark movie yeah. still. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with it. You, you, know, with you have a beating funny. heart oh, like, it's so good my mother-in-law cries all the time and like it's so not phasing i'm like uh nancy she's fine but it's <laughs> so it's like oh good. yeah it's good that yeah, like, i know that she's okay so it's so true nancy makes me cry i cried when i was at her at her house when we were visiting <laughs> normalize crying and not just that normalize being a woman like right i mean women whether you have babies or not we're smarter than men and we're a lot stronger than men That's in true. so many ways. I may be biased or sexist or whatever, <laughs> but I mean, I'm a woman, I'm a girl. I identify as a woman and I know what I'm capable of. And I guarantee you if I love my husband to death, but I guarantee you if he was in my shoes for a day, he would be pulling his hair out. Right. Definitely <laughs> Were there stronger. any other feelings that came up for you aside from crying uncontrollably or any other feelings or thoughts that you can share that maybe you haven't shared? Yes. Here is one. Talk about an expectation. And this is one that every woman experiences pregnant is sadness and sadness about being pregnant and not everybody will admit it, but I will admit it. I was sad towards the end of my pregnancy because I was like, it's never going to be just the two of us anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I I literally said to Alex, I I, I don't want this. I'm not ready. Like three weeks before I had shy because I was so scared of how much your life changes and it does change. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, Mm -hmm. but then you're just like, Within a month, you're like, I can't picture my life without this. It's exhausting, Mm -hmm. but you've adapted already so quickly for some. But I I was so sad. I was scared. Mm. I was sad. And you're right. It's expected that you're so happy when you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. You're having a baby. And unfortunately, there are women that, you know, can't. And my heart hurts for them. But these emotions, you're happy, you're sad, you're scared, you're excited. I was really upset. Like when I found out I was pregnant, I wanted to have a white claw. <laughs> I couldn't, wow. 
that's interesting I, that I, that was your reaction. It, it's almost like you I wanted to hold bad. on to your old. And people don't talk about mourning your life before because everything is about to change. And that's so normal. There should almost be okay. like a process or, or counseling or conversation where it's like, yes. let's mourn your old life and get excited for your new life now. Lauren, you. And, and it's a hard process. I really, I'm not kidding. I was, I called Alex crying. He was like, why? I was like, I'm pregnant. And he was like, this is so good. I was like, I just want to have a drink. Oh my God. It's like, this is what we want. It's you- okay though. I think a lot of people feel that. You're speaking my language here because <laughs> so many people, like the only thing they ask you is like, oh my gosh, are you so excited? Yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> You're like, no, I'm not. I was ready to party still. Like Alex and I, we were in such a good place. And we had Mm -hmm. a conversation right before I found out I was pregnant, actually on the trip that we conceived. I was like, you know what? You're right. Let's wait another year. Let's travel. Let's do this. We're in a great place. We're filming, blah, 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 blah. Boom. I was late. I had, I took like three tests. They all came back positive and I was bummed. I was. Yeah. Okay, so that's very honest and I love it. The thing with so us, honest. we were definitely trying, um, but like every month I wouldn't have my, I, every month I got my period, I'd be like, well, another month that we get to live this great life, just the two of us exactly. and we get to do what we want and I get to have a sangria on the beach and all that. Mm-hmm. And yes, this is me saying this as somebody who did not have fertility issues, you know, never right. had a loss. And I, you know, and right. I feel so much Thank empathy God. towards those women. Um, but it's funny because when people say, like, are you so excited? I'm like, honestly, that isn't the emotion. Yes, I know I wanted kids. Yes, I know that I'm going to be a really good mom and that I'm going to be so in love with my of child. Course. But based on especially how, like, my just how the pregnancy has gone and it's been so tough that it's like, um, no, the feelings that I've been having aren't exactly of excitement because if this is how I feel now, like what's coming for the rest of my life yeah. and I get, and then excited is also not the right word because it's like, I don't know what's coming for me. You're scared. It's, you don't You're know. Nervous. You've never experienced it before. So it's like, yeah. I don't know how to hold a child. When do you learn mm. how to properly hold I a child? I didn't hold Same. shy for two weeks. Thank you, Lauren. I did not, I did not hold shy for two and a half weeks. I didn't change a diaper. I didn't hold him. Was and your mom every, there? Your mom was doing No, all- it was Alex. It was COVID. Aww, wow. It was like, oh. it was all Alex. Cause I was like, listen, God forbid something happens to my kid. I can blame him. Not my problem. That's so but funny. I was so scared. And every journey is different. My journey with Shy is different than my journey with Asher, which, you know, I'm not going to get into. But every baby, every journey is totally different. Um, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, it's okay. What? I love you. <laughs> it's okay to not be okay, and it's okay to feel sad. Right. I um. I have a question as someone who is is not going through this and has a lot of friends that are going through this. And what do you ask then instead of, are you so excited? What do you, what would you guys want people around you to say? I have asked, how are you feeling? Instead of saying, how are you so excited? Mm-hmm. But then I do find, and I don't know if this is true. So this is just my opinion. It doesn't mean it's true, but everyone's like, oh, it's great. It's great. It's great. And so then it's like, 
well, right. then you don't want to say exactly. Oh, it's most people don't want to say that. Most so how don't, can, but I offer up, I'm miserable every day. So then mm-hmm. no, you've how... been very open with it, which I think is wonderful. I think for somebody who isn't going who isn't pregnant and have friends that are, I think how do you, you support? Know, that's that's what I was gonna say is like, is there anything I can do for you? You know, I know mm-hmm. do, can I help you with food? Is there anything, you know, can I arrange something for you? Just to let them know that you see that they're in a different you know, do you want to have a girls' night? Do you want to go get dinner? I'd love to take you to dinner and catch up. And so they feel normal, mm-hmm. not like yeah, normal. You know, not, I mean, it's nice to say. And how are you feeling? Like, are I are you excited? Are you nervous? Are you you know what emotions are you feeling? I think is the best way mm-hmm. to approach it. And if you say, are you excited or are you nervous? Like. You know, I've spoken with other women and I know they've experienced different feelings mm-hmm. to kind of knock mm-hmm. that out that they're, it's okay for them to be like, yeah, I'm nervous mm-hmm. and offer like to go out to dinner or get a manicure, a pedicure, or something mm-hmm. to manicure. make them feel like their life isn't going to change internally. I love, that. I love that answer. Thank you for that. Yeah. I have another thing to offer up there. When I did go on the glow rant, one of my friends who had a baby in May, she also, it was not an easy journey for her. And she said that she got annoyed at the glow comments too. And she said, but like as a mom now and watching you go through what I went through, I just want to say that like, I'm proud of you because I know what your day to day is and you're like getting yeah. through it and you're doing it. And I was like, I really like the, I'm proud of you instead of like your That's- glow. Wonderful because mm-hmm. pregnancy is not easy. It's for really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and I always, people ask me which part is harder the first trimester when you're sick or the, the third, third trimester yeah. when you can barely move. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, the third. Yeah. I'd rather the throw it up worse. every day. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. I'm only like two. Every day. You threw up every, every day of the first or third? I, with Shy, I threw up every single day, morning, day, and night until I was seven and a half months pregnant. Girl, Every you single had day. Me. I had it really bad. So when you were like talking, that's why I reached out when you were talking about like your morning sickness. I was like, oh, honey, did you trust me? Oh, I, no. I was so sick. But still you'd pick that over third, right? No. Or she she said she threw up night and day until seven and a half months. Yeah, so I was in my third trimester, but I think, the hardest part is towards the very end, like those last three weeks when you're like, just get out of me My sister-in-law's in that right now. And she's like very, very, uh. she's very sad. I don't understand how, how women are expected to work during Made that. I did. It, it's, I worked until the day I gave birth. Right. Shy. I mean, granted, I was from home because COVID. of COVID. Right. But mm-hmm. I worked until March 1st and I had him April 14th. That, and I drove an hour each way. Wow. wow. And I can't talk. Uh, okay. Okay. That is all. I love this stuff. This is great. Um, what was, <laughs> this is Ashley's, this is Ashley's therapy session. Oh, Lauren, you're you hired as a therapist. Seriously, I joined an app called Peanut. Oh, I, I heard about this. I promoted them yeah. in the past. But I've actually used it because there's different groups. It's kind of like Telegram, if you will, that Telegram app. And it's different groups. Mm -hmm. And there are postpartum groups. And whether it's people in your area, it's like 
Tinder meets like Telegram. Like it's really great. And you don't have to meet up with anybody, but you can join these little chats and, and it's really reassuring to, you know, know, Hey, I'm really not alone. Or I just reach out to friends who are going through it with you and who are just went through it with you or just, you know, had it or are going through it right after you. It takes a village and it's okay to ask for help. And that's something I've learned. Accept the help. Definitely accept the help. Lauren, we know you have to go pick up Shy soon. Yeah, um, I gotta so, go Shy. Yeah, um, I want to give like three minutes, do a little rapid fire of uh, some just like some fun. Just uh, Let's do it. Is the interrogation process of getting married to a foreigner like it is in the movie The Proposal? <laughs> that's a great question. You know, we never had an interview, so I don't know. We had an interview during his citizenship. I sent in a three-inch binder. There was no way they could question our relationship. Like your love was too real, and I made an extra copy, so I don't really know. That's so sweet. I still have it. That's really sweet. Who's your Who's your favorite couple to come out of the Ninety Day Fiance franchise? That is not you and Alex. Oh my god, that's such a tough one. Listen, I wish everybody the best. Because at yeah. this point, I don't know who's together and who's not anymore. I know. I do like Andre and Libby. I do talk to Libby just because her husband is from the same region that Alex is from. So okay. we vent to each other a little bit. <laughs> oh, their drama has been nuts. It's been nuts. It's really nuts. But overall, I'm really happy for everybody who, you know, this is their choice. I have to support it. I went through it. What do you, have you met Big Ed in real life? God, No. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and if I did, would I be nice to him? A million percent. Of course. Am I a fan of him? Absolutely not. Okay, I mean, you are my favorite on Pillow Talk. Ugh, like, that 100%. kiss was nauseating, and I was pregnant when that happened. So you threw up You can imagine. <laughs> you can imagine. Everyone, go out and watch 90 Day Fiance, please. Just know what we're talking about if you're Naz not. Naz has a quick question. No, I forgot <laughs> I was like, who's Big Ed? Oh, you know, oh. did you look him up immediately? You mean the one who wears pictures of himself on him? Yeah, that's Big Ed. Okay. Uh, Lauren, how many times a week do you get that you sound like Drew Barrymore? Every single day. Oh, my God. I was going to tell you. I them up. Whoa. Yeah. I was going to say that. Thank God I didn't. Okay. That, I love it. I, I hope she watches this and listens to it because I'm such a fan of hers. And my mouth even goes to the side like hers a little bit. So I love I'm it. I'm obsessed with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. She, Drew Barrymore? She's the number one. one. So she'll hear. Does she cash, casual? No. <laughs> Drew, if you're listening, I'll be a guest on your show. <laughs> oh my God. You should do Drew impersonations on TikTok. That'd be so funny. I, oh, you're right. I totally should. I'm, I'm new to TikTok. I'm new to this in reels, so this is a good one. Mm-hmm. Same. Same. It is hard. It's, it's so tough. hard. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we'll let you go because you've got mommy shit to do. I know. Your I know. Stuff. So thank you so much for coming on. You're seriously. Yeah. Lauren, it was such a pleasure meeting you. So happy so nice for you. meeting you. Listen, seriously, if you guys have questions or just need the middle of the night, like, hey, I'm stressing, nine out of ten chance times I'm up. I'm up. Ashley, that's so sweet. Seriously, I don't sleep, but I have insomnia, so that's pre-baby stuff. That's a whole other issue. Mm. Thank you for the therapeutic realness today. Uh, You are a gem. 
And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app. I don't know. Podcast.